Shantani, and welcome to yet another Godfather Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. My name is Andy Robinson. And together we are the Godfather Godfather Minute Minute Brothers. Brothers. Here with our giant 150th episode. It would be true if my father was still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, read after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Cinquanta. Oh my gosh, I thought it was going to be something easy. Oh, come on, repeat after Cin- me. Uh, minuto numero. Cento. Cento. Cinquanta. 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 You got it. Wow. That Now that sounds like some... Uh, some a bounty hunter from the outer rim. <laughs> I was gonna say, I felt like I was speaking hoodie ease when, uh, when I said that. Line. <laughs> or maybe that's a Jawa exclamation. <laughs> so, yes, a minute 150. Um, big 150. It's a big 150, and it's a big, uh, it's an, I would say it's an iconic scene for a minute 150. <gasps> wow. Okay. We're in the garden, uh, Don explains his guiding principles, how he refused to be a pawn in someone else's game. And how he'd had big plans for Mikey's future, but there just wasn't enough time. Mm-hmm. Now, someone on the internets um, said they liked it when we, re- we read the script mm-hmm. uh, out mm-hmm. loud. So considering this is just two characters, I think we should do that for this minute. Yeah. Why don't we start with that so people understand what we're talking about the rest of the yes, minute. Exactly. So who do you want to be, Vito or Michael? I'll be Michael. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, you, I'll be Vito next time. I haven't practiced this because I didn't know we were going to read it, but mm. I'll give it my best shot. You just ready? like just like Brando. I'll put the, I'll put it the words on my, on my <laughs> yeah. chest on my cue card. <laughs> Dummy cards. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy papers. <laughs> so, so Vito Corleone in the previous minute laughed and he said, oh, reading the funny papers. Do you think Marlon Brando, when the camera is not rolling and they talk about dummy cards, he says, oh, reading dummy cards. <laughs> Yes, I do think he says that. <laughs> okay, here we go. My name is Momo. My name is Momo. My name is Momo. We are in the garden of the Corleone compound. The aged Don sits sipping anti-gravity wine while <laughs> the new Don, Michael Corleone, looks on concernedly. Say action. Oh, uh, action. Action. Do the the wood thing slap? Well, I, I knew that Santina was going to have to go through all this. Cut, cut. Uh, that was what, that was what, last week's. What's minute. wrong? What? That was last week's minute. Oh, you're right. You're right. What's it's, it's raise, the, raise pick, the dummy cards? Pick it up after he says something about Fredo. Okay, I, I see it. Okay. Ra- raise the dummy cards. I can't see him. Okay, so now we are doing uh, the Don <laughs> in the garden. Dummy cards. Take two. Now that we're in the garden and the aged Don sits talking to his youngest son about business. Action. Do the wood slap. Oh, sorry. Um, Action. Fredo was, well, but I never, I never wanted this for you. And I worked my whole life. I don't apologize to take care of my family. 
and I refuse to be a fool dancing on the string held by all those uh, big shots. <laughs> I don't apologize. That's my life. <laughs> but I thought that when it was your time that they, you would be the one to hold the strings. Senator Corleone, Governor Corleone, or, or, or something. Another Pesavazante? <laughs> well, there wasn't enough time, Michael. Wasn't enough time. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. End scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice job. I, you, <laughs> we, we, are we going to overdub Michael's lines later? Because you didn't sound like Michael. <laughs> you sound like the guy who, you sound like James Earl Jones. Oh, really? Who was called in to do <laughs> Mo Green's lines. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so there we we'll, go. So the Don... We'll, we'll get there, Pop. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there, Pop. <laughs> so there? my takeaway from this minute overall is it's kind of sweet and sad. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it shows that ultimately Don does believe in America. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks that mm-hmm. if he just if works hard and and applies, you know, and that he can eventually become one of the people who pulls the strings. Strings and notice the examples he gives for what he how he envisions Michael's future. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say like, "Oh, you could have been the CEO of a big company, uh, of a famous trumpetist." He um, he specifically mentions two public service government jobs: Governor yeah. Corleone and Senator Corleone. So yeah, it's definitely a like buying into the into America kind of thing, you know. So uh, it's very interesting analysis, Alex. Thank you. Do you do you think that that Don Corleone wants him to get into those positions because because they are powerful yet corrupt positions? Where it's the the epitome of running a crime family, I would say, or because it truly is an honorable profession, and and it sh- and it would show everyone that the Corleones have gone legitimate and are American. More the the latter, I think. Oh, okay, I think the Don would regard any powerful, like uh, I don't think to him he sees it in terms of corruption or purity. He just sees it in terms of like business. Mm-hmm. So. I don't. I, I think f- to be in a respected job like a senator or a or a um, governor, like that comes with a certain amount of respectability to it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I. But I don't think he. I don't think he thinks. Oh, senators aren't corrupt. Like obviously, he knows senators are corrupt and mm-hmm. politicians are corrupt. Yeah. But I just think he. He just knows that that's the way the world works. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it in about. 40 in about in about 35 more minutes when Michael's interacting with Senator Geary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an interesting I, I wonder in that scene in GF2 when Michael is making the deal he's uh, bargaining with Senator Geary if he thinks back to the scene mm. where his own father had hoped that at some point he would become a senator because remember in that scene Michael will go on to say that we're not so different. Yeah, we're they're part of the same hypocrisy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting to see to watch Don dealing with a, how they how, how a politician would treat Don. We only see it happen mm-hmm. kind of off camera. Mm-hmm. We hear like, oh, they sent flowers and the judges couldn't be here and that stuff, but mm-hmm. we never see how they personally interacted with them because certainly yeah. Geary treats him with just like contempt. Mm-hmm. But um, you certainly can't imagine that uh, New York senators treated Don Corleone that way. Yeah. So. Um, I wonder how Don Corleone treated treats the politicians. Is it, you know, does I think he, he treat keeps, him like Johnny? He spent time at the family. Well, look at you, you're crying. <laughs> I think he treats the politicians the same way like he treats nickels and dimes. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, he just keeps them in his pocket. <laughs> I think he go. I think when he meets with the local labor leaders and mm-hmm. the city councilmen, he uh, he says, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on, I got something for you." He turns his head. <laughs> he does the orange mouth monster move on him. That's oh how he sca- That's how he scares him into doing what he wants him to do. <laughs> Either your signature or some freshly squeezed orange juice is going to wind up on that contract. <laughs> yeah, a, a good mutual friend of ours told me you were suffering from scurvy. <laughs> I brought you some oranges. Don't believe what the the movie critics say. It doesn't mean someone's gonna die in the next scene. That's all a coincidence. That's uh, that's why they wanted to move to Las Vegas so they could take over the Tropicana. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is great how we probably talked about this. How the orange comes from uh, Florida, uh-huh. right? And yeah. Hyman Raw. That's the. The, the fiefdom of Hyman Roth. <laughs> fiefdom. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that's true. Our friend of Miami. <laughs> so like you said, a lot of iconic lines in this minute, Alex. Yeah, let's take it. So let's, are they let's really iconic down. or are they Godfather minute you and iconic for you and me? Um, well, I would say it's a mix. Mm-hmm. I would say like we'll get their pop and um, that's that's just you and me. That's just you and me. Yeah. But like the way I probably my first ever exposure to uh, Marlon Brando was listening to on the that Saturday Night Live sketch with John Belushi and Peter Boyle doing mm-hmm. uh, dueling Brando impressions. Yeah. And John Belushi just says, come on, Senator Corleone, Governor Corleone, there wasn't enough time, Michael. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that seems like an iconic line. That was literally the first one of the first things I was ever exposed to, like seeing the Godfather in you know mass culture yeah and you know the godfather had not been out very long probably when that oh yeah it was probably a couple years yeah it was it was a fairly fresh movie do you think that they made that that particular line more famous more known in in pop culture there wasn't enough time michael I don't know. This whole scene to me seems like it's kind of created to give uh, Brando a kind of like showcase monologue. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I especially because it's really the last time he, we well, the next time we see him, he's dead. So mm-hmm. so I feel mm-hmm. like this is kind of like his I feel like it must have stood out as I bet like when they showed the Oscars and they said the nominee is Marlon Brando and they showed the clip. This is the clip they would show mm-hmm. as an example of his acting in the movie. Oh, really? You know what I mean? It I seems- would have thought they'd show the orange mouth monster. <laughs> <laughs> for best children's terror <laughs> yeah that would be a good one <laughs> that's what you know we'll, we'll have to talk about greatest what moments would they show the different actors for their awards 
All right, we'll bring that up in the in the bonus content. Carla, of course, clean it up. I think with K, it would just be a medley of Oh, Michael, Oh, Michael, (laughs) all the different, and then have to slip one in of Florence Henderson. Oh, Mike. All right, so let's you know let's break it down line by line. Whoa, whoa, before we break it down, one more thing. Yes, he says we'll get there, Pop. You and I, I think when when we talk to our father, yeah, we should start calling him Pop. Mm. And let's try to slip in as much as possible. We'll get there, Pop, <laughs> and just see how long it takes him to, to catch on that we're both doing this separately. And let's see if he even notices. Okay. <laughs> As, as we've talked about offline, maybe online, our father is uh, recovering from the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so his thinking is not very clear. I, I wonder if <laughs> what better I- time to start surprising him with new, uh, <laughs> calling him by a different name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he'll connect it to the Godfather. Probably not. Right? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, it's a deep cut line. No, I don't know. I would say it's iconic, but it's, you know, I don't think he would necessarily... Uh, all right, so let's break it down. Can we finally break it down? Let's break it down. Let's break it down. So the first line Don says is, I never wanted this view. I worked my whole life. I don't apologize to take care of my family. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's he says he doesn't apologize twice in this. In this um, mm-hmm. So he's definitely... Uh, emphasizing that point that apologizing yeah. is not what he's standing does. his ground that what he did was the right thing yeah so then he says uh he says i ref- and i refuse to be a fool dancing on a string held by all those uh, big shots yeah. which is of course that's what francis ford Coppola was like that's what we should do on the for the logo is have a little puppet hand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um yeah do you think it was when he when he was delivering that line that's yeah. when the inspiration yeah. Came to Francis Ford Coppola? Well, I think originally he said, um, I don't apo- I don't uh, I don't apologize to take care of my family, and I refuse to be a fool who looks like a sock with a hand up his ass. So those big shots. It was gonna be a sock puppet. And it didn't <laughs> it didn't it didn't play as well. So the Godfather sock puppet. That's it. <laughs> Punch and Judy show. I want to make dinner for you. Clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my sock puppet voices of the characters. <laughs> um, Send Freda to do a do a puppet show for the kids in fourth grade. Send Freda <laughs> to sew buttons on the socks for the homeless kids. Um. So then he says, uh, he "I want respect. <laughs> I want to do real. Uh, what is it called? Not puppetry. What's the?" What's the, the more advanced form of puppetry? Marionette. Marionette. Mm. A Muppet. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to get at that Fredo didn't want to be considered just a sock puppeteer. Mm. He wants respect. He wants to move on. He wants to be regarded as a as a, as a skilled marionette artist. An artist. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what else we got? I don't apologize. That's my life. And um, so he says, but that when it would be your, it was your time that you would be the one holding the strings. Now, I found this confusing because do you think, does he, does he mean literally like he envisioned Michael being a pup, like a marionette puppeteer? No. You think he's, he do think he means it? How, in what sense does he mean it then? 
<laughs> Maybe he does. He, we know he's getting older and he's not thinking straight. Yeah. Totally. I mean, let's see. The Don's slipping. <laughs> he's getting soft. Maybe, maybe well, he, talk about puppets? What's up with that? Maybe he didn't mean to <laughs> that he wanted him to be a, a real puppeteer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your wife is a teacher. I figured a natural pr- profession for you would be a puppeteer. You'll be putting on shows for strangers. <laughs> You've already got those ribbons on you. On your uh, your war shirt, your war uniform. You want to take those ribbons off? You can make them into noses and eyes and little sock puppets. <laughs> I've admired Frank Oz ever since he ran the Muppet <laughs> Show <laughs> back in the seventies. Uh, we shipped in uh, yarn and buttons <laughs> from Canada, smuggled inside the Muppets. <laughs> oh no, we we smuggled, we brought in all that yarn with Muppets provided by your father. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. It's great. Yeah, so then of course he says, Senator Corleone, Governor Corleone. Mm-hmm. And then Michael chimes in and says, Another Pezzanovante. So so uh, so by that he means another big shot? Yeah, so that means ninety caliber. Yeah. And it's used yeah, in, as, So it's it's used in a an unflattering way towards toward a politician or someone who has power. Uh-huh. So what's odd, or maybe it's not odd, what, what Don Corleone is saying, Michael, I wanted you to be one of these big shots. Yeah. But Michael is saying, he, Michael seems to be saying, uh, but that, but they're just, that's just another Petsonovante. That's just another 90 caliber big shot. Yeah. In the sense that he didn't, Michael doesn't think that's a good move to go that route. Well, because um, he's the Don is saying it in a flattering way here, yeah. But Michael seems to not agree with him. That's interesting. Right? Maybe because the Don is a slipping and b um, he's an old school guy who, to him, uh, being a governor or being a senator is like like we said as an honor position. But um, Mikey seem in got in GF three as we learn, Mikey definitely pursues more of the corporate route. Mm-hmm. As opposed to becoming a, a, I guess he couldn't become a, a, uh, you know, he probably had too much dirty laundry where he could have become a uh, senator. Yeah. Because yeah. back then, like, the people expected politicians to be, like, above them and more, more moral than them and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So it's a different time, Michael. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think Michael would be a better senator or governor? Mm. I, I, <clears throat> senator. Senator, why is that? Well, you mean more more effective at both of those jobs? What is better suited for his personality? Okay, uh, Senator. Senator. I get the impression, they're both very political pro- professions, of course, but they're both political positions, but I feel like a governorship mm-hmm. requires more day-to-day running of a state. Hmm. Interesting. Whereas a senator is making bigger, big decisions big and, and is not... It's like you have to go into work every day. Yeah, and they're also exactly yeah, and they're voting with groups, and they're getting well. The groups part is what made me not think he would be a good senator because mm. he's not a good like compromiser. He's he he um uh, you know is very dictatorial. Oh, so maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Governorship would be more aligned to his personality and how he likes to do business. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. 
Gosh, I really don't know what the day-to-day life of a governor is. It's kind of hard to tell because we don't see anyone willing to compromise. Every time Mikey confronts someone and offers a compromise, Mm -hmm. they refuse him. Mm -hmm. Mo Green, uh, Senator Geary. So we, we never see someone who's willing to deal with Michael. And I guess Hyman Roth is as close as we get to yeah. someone who's like the he's trying to negotiate a deal with Roth. And of course, they're both trying to kill each other behind the scenes. So maybe maybe I don't know, maybe he's just not made for politics. Hmm. Yeah. He's almost like too it, scheming for. Yeah, for politics. it makes sense that he goes corporate. Yeah, because you have more control over the outcomes. But he wanted he it seems like he now wants the same thing for Anthony because he wants him to go to law school and yeah. become a lawyer and 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 that stuff. So uh Yeah. Also uh, the court the world of 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 a corporate CEO I imagine is much less it's much much less public than a, po- a high level oh, yeah. politician and so that the privacy also suits Michael's yeah. goals. Yeah. And um like you said, if you're a CEO, you don't have to go into work every day. Yeah. I imagine. Do you go, yeah. Do you go to work any day? <laughs> hey, I take the, oh. me personally, I take that golden parachute and get the heck out of there. But <laughs> yeah. I get the hell out of there. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we're offering you two years severance pay and full benefits. <laughs> now you get the hell out of here. Typing lessons. <laughs> I'd appreciate it if you I'd appreciate it if your car took me to the. To the HR office where I could start cashing my checks. <laughs> I guess Tom would be the HR guy of <laughs> of the uh, of the business. Yeah, <laughs> we should do like the office, but with uh, Godfather <laughs> yeah. characters. Oh, that's great! <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> I guess Michael Scott is more like Fredo than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's tough. That's tricky to think about. Yeah. <laughs> it's i don't think it's an exact one-to-one no, correlation no. but it would be an interesting um mashup i think yeah <laughs> mash godfather versus meets mash oh it's perfect we totally they should have had al pacino do a cameo like in a military outfit on mash that way we could we could pretend that it was uh michael corleone fighting in korea oh i see because <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a couple things from the book, Alex. You're oh, right. Oh, wait. Are you saying the book is different than the movie? The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. You got it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, there is a key difference between the book and the movie. And we talked about it hours and hours ago. Podcast minute hours and hours ago. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it for you. Page 17, Puzo writes. Page 17? 17. So it's very early. Very early. Way back. Yep. Puzo writes, every guest noticed that the Don, so this is the wedding. Every guest noticed that the Don paid no particular, this is Connie's wedding. (laughs) Okay, because <laughs> okay. I just realized Michael and Kay have gotten married too. Right. Puto writes, every guest noticed that the Don paid no particular attention. This is, my, this is Connie and Carlo's wedding from the beginning of the movie. That's what I said. Page 17. Okay. Got way it. back. We're going way back. Okay. Alex, give me a Casey Kasem uh, lead in going all the way back to the wedding. 
Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> American Top 40. Our next bit of trivia comes from very early in the book as we go all the way back to page 17 with a quote from Mario Puzo. Give me some wedding context. He writes, Dear Casey, I'm at my daughter's wedding. I'm sick of having to do everyone's favors for them. Can you do me a favor and play that song from the Italian guy about the uh, about the, the maid who was getting married? Sign, Confused in Connecticut. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. I get so much joy from your case in case and lead ins. When I whenever I'm editing these for, for official release, I I re listen to them probably three or four times. They're so funny. Really? Wow. I do. They're great. You do a great Casey Kasem. Here we go. Page seventeen, Puzza writes. Every guest noticed that the Don every guest noticed that the Don paid no particular attention to his third son. Michael had been his favorite before the war and obviously the chosen heir to run the family business when the proper moment came. Hmm. I wonder why. Pause. So this is a huge difference. Because in the movie, Don gives no indication. He gives the opposite. Uh, impression that he didn't want any of this for Michael. Now, um, well, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, huge difference. But in the in the beginning of the move, in the, the deleted scene, the Don is mad because he does strangers. Yeah. He does he risks his life for strangers, and and then he mm-hmm. and then Mikey gets mad that the Don was discussing his future. Yeah, and because mm-hmm. didn't Tom say, oh, he wants you to run the family business or something? He just said he had plans for him. Okay. And then you yeah. said, you and my father are making plans for my future. Yeah. Maybe the plans were becoming governor or senator, like they, he talked about hmm. in this minute. Interesting. I'll, I'll read on. Puzo writes, it's better, it's more dramatic to have um, the Don not want him to be in the family oh, yeah. business. Because that makes yeah. his getting ensnared in the family business all the more tragic. Yeah. And that's what allows him to say in Godfather 3, every time I get, try to get out... Joey Zaza pulls me right back in. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's much better story. Yeah. Puzo writes, Michael had all the Michael had all the quiet force and intelligence of his great father, the born instinct to act in such a way that men had no recourse but to respect him. But when World War II broke out, Michael Corleone volunteered for the Marine Corps. He defied his father's express command when he did so. Hmm. Uh, Don, on, on Pop's birthday, no less. Yeah, I know. Well, he didn't know it was Pop's birthday. The I guess the Japanese didn't know it was Pop's birthday. Maybe they did. Hmm. <laughs> oh, do you think Barzini's reach was that far extended to the Emperor of Japan? He wanted to, he wanted to ruin the Don's birthday, <laughs> so he had the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it's a little overkill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After all, but not fascists. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Puzo goes on to write that the Don uh, pulled a lot of strings to get Michael released from the mm-hmm. Marines after he had been injured. Right. We established that when he met Eisenhower a couple of episodes <laughs> yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Puzo writes, when Michael Corleone was discharged early in 1945 to recover, to recover from a disabling wound, he had no idea that his father, his father had arranged his release. He hmm. stayed home for a few weeks, then, without consulting anyone, entered Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire. And so he left his father's house. 
his father's house, mm-hmm. to return for the wedding of his sister and to show his own future wife to them, the washed out rag of an American girl. <laughs> wow. Oh, Michael. <laughs> oh, Puzo. Fredo, so, I want you to meet my girlfriend, Kay. She's a washed out. What is it? Right. Gosh. <laughs> it, it's an odd, it's its own sentence, too. Yeah. This is the whole sentence. To return for the wedding of his sister and to show his own future wife to them, the washed out rag of an American girl. <laughs> Yikes. So that's pretty. At least she's washed out. I know we didn't. <laughs> Does he mean she washed out of the Marines? Also? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what she means. I think that's what, think that's what so, they mean. So is this Puzo's description, but Mike, or is it Puzo's description of how Michael sees her because Michael chose her to gonna, upset the family? To me, it almost seems like um, that that you're seeing it from the perspective of the Corleone family. Yeah, that's right. Like Michael obviously likes her, so yeah. <laughs> unless that's just his type, he likes washed out rag. <laughs> Although Apollonio, I wouldn't say was a washed out rag. Well, he was whatever. compensating, yeah, or overcompensating, going the other direction. Yeah, exactly. So, or who well, knows? Maybe from Sicilian standards, she was a, a washed, a washed out rag of a Sicilian peasant girl. Oh, that's why they were like, oh, thank God, we finally married off that ugly old, <laughs> yeah. that ugly old Apollonio. That's why he, the father, agreed so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> well, first he was like, no, because he thought they were making fun of him. Like, oh. was he, hey, can we? Marry your daughter. Ah! <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about Kay. This is Kay this guy. Apollonia. This is uh, Marlon Brando's greatest scene. We're talking about Kay. Oh, Michael. <laughs> so that's all I have from the book. Just wanted to point out that Puzo wrote differently about uh, the Don's intentions from yeah. Michael. Yeah. It is uh, it is stronger to have him um, to, to increase the divide between them. Mm-hmm. Um, we need assurances that the Japanese will drop their bombs on Pop's birthday. <laughs> he calls him Pop too. <laughs> when you go to college to wake in a sleeping giant. <laughs> World War Two trivia. Uh, my last thing is well, speaking of Sonny, I was going to say um, how because obviously. Well, the Don says, I never wanted this for you. You were going to be my you're my, my, my special little boy. Mm-hmm. I wonder, how did Sonny feel about that? About? Uh, about was about Sonny what? like, oh boy, how come, I'm, how come I'm the one who has to be the criminal and Mikey is the one who gets to gets to be respectable? Oh, like, or does Sonny just like being a criminal, like being a gangster? You get the impression he likes the lifestyle. Yeah, he so likes I don't think the he, life. He likes the action. He yeah. did really well in the first war. Yeah. He, he, just, he, he loves for it. big deals. Though. Yeah. And plus, he had a bad consigliere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great Don. He just had bad consigliere. Yeah, that's right. he had a terrible consigliere. If you think about it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> really so, funny. so we agree then that Sonny um, didn't care about going straight. Yeah. And um, and uh, do you think if Sonny had lived, yes, and had led the family? the way he saw fit. Do you think Michael would have tried to counsel Sonny to take them legit? And how would that have gone? I think, I think the Don's here's the Don's plan. The Don's plan was that Sonny would keep running the the corporate, the criminal empire Mm -hmm. and Mikey would be 
become almost like their like it'd be a two-pronged attack mm, like mm. mikey would be the one who who kind of helps them in the legal department while sunny was you know trying to make as much money still with the criminals side as possible so the overall plan really was still to go legit yeah but santino's like santino would have been the last be transition period santino would have been what i like to call it the last don <laughs> two <laughs> yeah so starring Danny Aiello yeah but Danny Aiello as Santino Corleone (laughs) but so the question is would if Sonny had not died and and presuming the Don stuck with that plan is would Mikey have gone along with it Mm. and I'm gonna say in the long run yes Mm. like he might have resisted at first but then once it came to like the family needed him I think he would have he would have answered the call yeah it would depend on the context of Although I don't know, like if the if the Don died before Mikey was needed, mm-hmm. that would have been an interesting. Um, I guess it would depend on what Mikey was doing at that point. Yeah, one other thing in the book, like what would he have done if he had if he had never gotten? What would his job have been if he I had can not answer that question? Oh. I just researched it for this minute. Okay, uh, he and we've talked about this before. He was he planned on becoming a mathematics professor. What? Yeah. Wow, it's nerd. In the book. I assume that he's not joking around when he talks to Kay. He's having yeah. a conversation early in the book with right. Kay. Well, yeah, it's certainly professor. It certainly works with his cold and calculating um, thing, mm-hmm. but that certainly would not help the Don. That certainly would not help the Corleone family unless he was going to be an accountant. Like yeah. that wouldn't help them with their quest for legitimacy. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he was going to be a lawyer or something where like he could have contributed, or even a businessman, he could have contributed. You know. But yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. We have to look into the what if hmm. Michael Corleone had never become. What if Sonny had lived? Really, basically. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um. Well, that's all I have for this minute. Should we rate it? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change my answer. Assuming everything else worked out the same. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on when the timeline shifts because. If the only thing you're taking out is Sonny doesn't get shot on the causeway, then I think Mikey just lives in Sicily and stays there for the rest of his life. Oh, wow. That's what I think would, huh. ha- would have happened. Interesting. And I never uh, really thought too much about that. I wonder if he ever planned to do that or, or considered it, especially once he met Apollonia. I guess he well he does say like we don't know when you'll be able to come back so they're, they're yeah. they are saying they are implying that he is planning on coming back at that point but obviously he wasn't married then either and didn't I feel like once he got to Sicily and kind of got absorbed in it it was almost like he would have just been like why am I going to go back to that washed out dish rag K yeah <laughs> so uh, I mean maybe rag. eventually he would have visited you know America or brought Apollonia I don't know interesting question yeah. But if Mikey had, if Mikey didn't kill McCluskey, mm-hmm. if the Don had never been shot, mm-hmm. then Mikey would have just become a math professor and yeah. and, uh, and, and not been connected to the not family been connected business at all, yeah. and not met Apollonia. It's not funny how those little changes can drastically yeah. affect your life. Yeah, your father gets shot. Next thing you know, you're you're uh, having Joey's that that killed two movies later. <laughs> you never know what the what the, it's the butterfly effect. Yeah, you could so poor choice of words, Alex. 
<laughs> so you just called Kay a washed out dish rag. I didn't call her. I was quoting Puzo. No, no. Puzo no put words in my mouth. Puzo called her a washed out rag of okay. an American girl. You added dish. You specify <laughs> what kind of... Is a, is a washed out dish rag worse than a washed out rag? A washed out dish rag is better than a washed out rag. Here's why. Okay. Because a dish rag you use to clean your dishes. So it can't be too gross. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a rag, mm-hmm. generic rag, you for all you know, you're cleaning up oil spills in your garage with that. Yeah. So dish rag mm-hmm. is like the 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 more uh, the dainty version of the of the okay. rag. Well, do you remember Carlos the colleague in the candy store? They call him rags. Oh yeah, right. I wonder if his his predecessor was dish rags, <laughs> but he was too clean for that business. <laughs> I think they called him Rags because he has an eye for a K type women who look like that. And they're like, hey, Rags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Michael. Why do they call him Rags? Because he dates all, he only dates washed out rags <laughs> of American K- women. K Corleone, he likes the, or K Adams, I guess she would have been. At I that think point. we may have some Rags uh, Garbage Pail Kids coming up in the bonus content. And, oh, I thought you were going to say Rags merchandise, too. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Sally Rags, that was his name. Well, what do you rate this minute, Alex? Um, you got it? Yeah, of course. Okay, let's do it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Whoa, you want you can't go six. Come on. You can't blow it them. open because then where does it end? Next time you're saying seven, you're counting to ten. People don't want to hear I'm you count Monday, to Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, obviously this one's a five. We got yeah, it's like at least three iconic lines. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about the filming of it. Uh-huh. Great filming. They Marlon Brando gets up, moves a little closer. And they're they're kind of facing each other. So they're almost like in those it. kind of like a like those kind of like uh, love seat chairs where you're both you're sitting next to each other but you're facing different directions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's each one is filling one half of the screen, just a side shot of the yeah. face. So it's truly another transition moment mm, where yeah. you see the new Don on the left and yeah. the former Don who is aging and retiring on the right and passing Se- on his wisdom. Semi-retiring. Semi-retiring. <laughs> well, we got the bonus content coming up. Stick around if you're not a... Well, I, well, I also whoa, like whoa. that. Sorry. You get, when you're talking about that shot, I also like that it's not the standard thing of where you see the back of someone's head and mm-hmm. then you see, you know, like they do over the shoulder shots. It's like you get to see both of them at, while they're both, uh, you know. And even though Michael doesn't say very much in this in this minute, it's still it's still good to have both actors on screen. Yeah. Like at the same time. So. Yeah. Anyway. It was a really cool shot. Bonus content. Coming up fast. Okay. Um, Got our usual stuff, so stick around. And until next time. There wasn't enough time, Michael!